Genre. everybody and welcome to Teenage Mutant Ninja Turtles Minute, the daily podcast where we are watching the 1990 Ninja Turtles movie one yelling police chief minute at a time. It Oof. is Friday, everybody. We made it. One more down. Woo! Uh, We are sitting here minute number 20 with our special guest, Mr. Mike Carlucci. How you doing, Mike? Pretty good. Five, five in a row. I know. Bingo. It's like a marathon. Five, we five, just five. sit here and we keep talking turtles and it makes you almost not ever want to stop, right? <laughs> well, thank God we still have like, what, 70 some odd minutes to go. So yeah. we're going to be here for a while. I hope they never end. <laughs> we're going to be stuck in this same room talking about this Play movie. our cards, right? We're going to be talking about the Ninja We've been Turtles locked for in here. a long time. <laughs> um, so I will introduce the rest of our co-host. Chris, say hello. Hi. Rachel, say what's up. What's up? And Adam, say, I don't know, something funny. Bossa Nova! There we go. All right, so here we are in minute number 20 on this lovely... Chevy Nova. Chevy Nova. Chevy Nova. Everybody, Chevy Nova. Chevy Novi? Chevy Novi. I'm looking I'm looking at my show notes and I'm trying to talk at the same time, and those two things don't always happen very well. Yes. Um (laughs) So minute number twenty starts with uh Chief Stearns, who, by the way, great name. Like, I don't know if we've talked Mm. about that, but like very appropriately named. So stern. Much stern. It's very stern, man. Yeah. Not Daniel Stern. No. The opposite no. of Daniel Stern. What do you think his first name is? Is it Raymond? Pro- probably something Italian. I he feel looks, like it's actually mm, Raymond. Raymond. I feel like it ends with a vowel. Yeah. Like Alfonso mm. or Lorenzo. <laughs> All right. We're going to figure this out. <laughs> Giuliani Stern? <laughs> Hammer Stearns. <laughs> Oh, no, Raymond Sarah. That's the actor's name. Okay, so Chief Stearns doesn't actually get a first name. That's unfortunate. Stearns. Um, And I was, again, mistaken in my minutes. It is minute 20 where we get, are you trying to tell me how to do my job? I thought that was last minute. My (laughs) fault. But it goes right into one of my next favorite lines of dialogue, another very musical part, which is a new record. Yep. Yep, yep, yep. A new record. A new record. Spelled R E K K I D. Record. A new record. A new record. Uh, new record. So, begs the question how many times do you think she's been kicked out of his office or had to leave his office? Like, what are they timing exactly? I, I don't know whether it's his office. Uh, maybe she gets kicked out of a lot of places. Because I can't the, imagine that she gets kicked out of the chief of police office that much. Because presumably, after you get kicked out so many times, he's just like, you know what, I'm not talking to you anymore. Yeah. And is that the longest she's been in there, or the shortest time she's been in there? Shortest. Mm. I think the shortest. Yeah, I took it as the shortest. Many, yeah. How many um, heart attacks do you think Chief Stearns has had? He is well on his way to the last one. (laughs) (laughs) They cut out all the moments where he's just throwing pills into his mouth. He's he's already had a triple bypass and 
doctor's like, you need to control your anger. <laughs> and and he sodium. Just stop you, gotta, sodium. <laughs> you gotta lay off the anchovies. <laughs> oh, God. Salt. That what have I done? Hey, eat another one of those. Do it. Oh, Do it now. God. Do it. Put it in I, your mouth. Look, Put the saltiest thing in your mouth. I Do it. finished <laughs> the last one before we hit record. Oh. Oh. So, all right, all right. You know, you know what that means. You got to drink the olive oil. <laughs> oh. Oh, no, no, don't, don't do that. Don't, no, don't look, do that. I'm putting <laughs> it on no. one of you guys. To get yourselves the anchovy pizza next time to go full out and get the anchovy pizza. I took I the know, first th- bullet for the team. I think last time I said I would do the. I think I think last week I said I would do that. Oh, I, I. It's a crazy week. I've got family visiting. I couldn't do. I'll it. Try, I'm sorry. I'm so sorry. I'll try you know what? Under this, under this bus I, for me. I took the bullet for you. I stepped in front of the bus, so uh, oh. I think you're gonna owe me one there, Chris. I really appreciate that, and I do owe you one. I'm very sorry, Mike. We'll oh. we'll mail you your anchovies, uh, <laughs> oh, your consolation don't. prize for participating. <laughs> yeah. Every one of our guest hosts gets a can of anchovies. Yeah, I'll, I'll <laughs> eat them live on the next minute. Oh, oh. Yeah. Uh, uh, shucks, you're not going to be here. Oh, man. Oh, what a loss. Dang. Oh. You'll no just anchovies have to, for you. You'll just have to eat it on the uh, Return to Oz podcast. Yeah. <laughs> like as a complete as a complete like completely apropos of nothing. Just like be, just one day be like, I'm eating an anchovy. No big deal. <laughs> but the like the really hardcore fans, they'll get it. Yeah. <laughs> it's gonna be a really deep reference. Mm-hmm. The minute by um, minute groupies. I'm sure they I'm sure they <laughs> exist. Um we get to a, the shot of the exterior of the New York City uh City Hall. New York City City Hall building. And we see uh April in the distance walking down the steps along with some other delightfully 80s looking people and then the foreground adam i'm gonna let you take this because i know you love this part so go ahead and just you know walk us through this next part here well first of all it's another one of those great pull focuses because like we see raf in the foreground reading a newspaper and we can't quite see what it says until like it almost cuts but it it focuses in and he's reading a, a copy of the new york post and in size like 4,000 font, it just says, it's worse. <laughs> like, I, that is my favorite fictional news headline of all time. I, just, it's worse. Like, it's it's worse than what? Like, what's also, worse? Also, I'd like to point out that on the back of the paper, it says, we're number one. <laughs> so. In being the worst. <laughs> But yeah, that's actually currently my uh, Facebook profile picture. I just figured, you know, the current political climate and everything, Mm -hmm. it's it's an appropriate headline. Every day, the headlines just get worse and worse, it seems. Not to bring us all down. I wonder wonder if, um, if, like, at any point... A headline has just been, it's worse. <laughs> I really, I would love to see that. I would love to see like a newspaper, like a local newspaper just be like the main headline and like a picture of the mayor or something like, it's worse. <laughs> yeah, props to the props department for that one, I would say. Mm-hmm. Can we just talk about the the framing of this shot also, or the composition of this shot? Like... April walks down the steps and as the camera is sort of lifting up and it's getting, you know, taller and taller as it shoots over the top of the newspaper, she walks behind and her head stays above 
the top of the paper. So you see the headline, you see Raphael, and you see April all in this whole shot, which I just thought was a really cool bit of like camera choreography. Yeah, and it's it's great because you have this deep focus, but you also have a very shallow focal point in this scene. Like there's a lot going on in the background. There's a lot going on in the foreground, but there's like an inch worth of, of focal point that it... it you have this really epic pull focus because it's like it focuses on on uh, April at first and then it pulls into uh, Raph and his his really dystopian newspaper. Yeah. So, Mike, the music here like this is this is, you know, one of my favorite parts of the movie is talking about the music. Tell us your thoughts on the scoring of this little sequence here. I I I really like this uh this little theme that 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 comes in the do 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 because we had we had heard it earlier just um well, just before Braff meets up with Casey Jones and it's this kind of uh, kind of like like the turtle mischief light motif like like it's sort of fun <laughs> but it's sort of it's sort of you know so, something's about to happen it's that just, might be the episode title. <laughs> <laughs> Um, yeah, it's like, and I'm trying yeah. to pick out right now what it's all pizzicato strings hitting that, so it's all like violins and cellos and stuff plucking, and it's increasing in tempo as it's decreasing in pitch. It's you know what it is? It's very Ghostbusters. Yes. Oh. Yeah. Yeah, it's got that same kind of vibe as the the scoring in Ghostbusters. Yeah, another parallel between this movie and that. I I, I wish I had gotten into this whole minute by minute podcast earlier. I would have loved to be on the the Ghostbusters minute. Yeah. If, if you guys are listening, I'm jealous of you guys. Call Adam. Yeah. <laughs> I've seen, I don't even have to watch that movie. I can just watch it in my brain. I've challenged Adam to um, rewrite the script from memory. Yeah, we. I think we talked about that on our yeah. pilot, maybe. Yeah. 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 Um, so here's another, just a, a bit of a story point I want to bring up. We saw Raph leave the lair as April was on air, right? Mm-hmm. Um, why... Did he feel the need to go follow her? Does he have a suspicion that maybe his turtle sense was tingling? (laughs) Or is he just like, so the other brothers are like, oh, dude, she's so hot. She's a babe. She's a fox. He's like, yeah, well, I'm actually going to go get some. Well, she did did steal his sigh. Yeah, so he wants that back. So he he has an idea of where she is. Remember, I've lost the sigh. And that he can go get her. And he can get it back. He can get, get it, it back. back. <laughs> yeah, and this is him trying to go get it back. All right. Probably doesn't Was he going to mug her again? How is he going <laughs> to do that? Excuse I, me, I, miss. Oh. I know I'm a giant green punker, but can I please have that metal thing back that you've put in your purse? <laughs> <laughs> and how, how would he know that she would have it on her? Yeah, that, that too. Oh, presumably he could uh, arrange some sort of a pickup. True. Um, very true. We see April uh, descending the steps of the New York City subway, and my biggest problem with this scene: if you've Empty ever been in the New York like City subway, in the especially afternoon. at five thirty, yeah. there's no such thing as an empty subway station at yeah. five thirty. Rush hour. I don't care that the train just went by. What about the other side? What about the people heading uptown or downtown? Yeah, like it's ugh. crazy that no one's just, there, because she's at Side City Hall. 
She's outside City Hall. I'm sure it's busy it's in the middle of the night, too. I mean, I've never been in the New York subway in the middle of the night, but I can only assume. It is awesome. a weird experience. So, yeah. so let's guess, storyline-wise, why is it so empty? What are our ideas? Why is the subway station bare right now, Rachel? Like, how, like, Maybe <laughs> people are afraid of crime, and they took a cab. Okay. Mike, thoughts? Uh, Chief Stearns had the area cleared out for his press conference. Oh, all right. Interesting. Adam? Well, I mean, in in just a few seconds, we're going to see that it's not an empty subway platform. That There are a number of, uh, I guess, Sony representatives. (laughs) But uh, maybe they intimidated the people who were on the platform to begin with. Yeah. You know, maybe they just wanted some... Alone time with April. That that's like the only thing that kind. Of, no, it doesn't make sense. There's no. <laughs> I'm having trouble fan wanking this uh, into a situation into a scenario that that like stands the test of rush hour metro stop just outside city hall, but nobody's there and nothing. It doesn't. No, it doesn't work. I don't. Mm, yeah, I had never really thought thought about that before. Like I, I kind of thought that this was like that. This took place like later in the in the movie or something, or later in, in the day, later in time. And I didn't put it together as a kid. And now, just like watching and paying attention, it's like, yeah, that doesn't make any sense. Why on earth would there be no one there? I mean, I, I, I guess I I can't. I can't. I, I kind of have to go in with the same thought of like maybe the Foot Clan, like they know April's going to be down there, and they need they made the area it spooky. clear. Yeah, they somehow got everyone out of there. Whether it, I'm assuming by force, like yeah. Mm-hmm. Yeah. I don't know, either knocking out with chloroform or fists, one way or the other, or fists with um, clo- dipped in. Chloroform. So there are a bunch of unconscious <laughs> bodies on the other side of the stairs. Yes, just like bodies on the tracks, just waiting. <laughs> oh oh no! Oh no! Well, and her reaction. Um, uh, like we, like we're comparing it to real New York, right? So her her reaction is yeah. she's very frustrated. She's not someone who just walked down and oh the train left. She's like oh I missed the last subway. She, I mean I'll 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 attest to that. Like you miss the subway, you're always like son of a bird. It doesn't matter. <laughs> like here for twenty damn minutes. Even if there's another one right behind you, like, oh my god, I just that was my train. If I if I had only like not looked up at that pigeon, you know, walking funny, I would have made the train. Screw you, pigeon. Now, now I got to tip this guy that's playing the xylophone dressed. I know. As I looked Monster. at him, so <laughs> hey, I got to pay awesome. him. <laughs> You're the xylophones. You know about those guys, Scott? <laughs> Which guys? They're called the xylophones. I don't out. specifically I for- know those guys. I thought you made that up. Well, I forget no. what station they always hang out at. It's like one of the... Well, they, one of them dresses as Cookie Monster, and he plays a xylophone, and he's fantastic. They're amazing. Well, They're just I, absolutely I haven't seen amazing. that, but I have seen a number of fantastic percussionists in the New York City subway system. Um, I've also seen some really, really bad ones. Mm-hmm. Yes. <laughs> Perhaps maybe the... the How do I want to phrase this? most poorly represented uh, cultural happening in New York. Like you don't see that ever accurately portrayed in movies is what the performers on the subway are like. Like there's always like some sort of romanticized version of it, but they never, you never see a movie or a TV show with like, they're bad the at dude it. playing like really broken down, beat up drums, way too loud, annoying the heck out of everyone while someone sells churros in the other corner. Like you <laughs> don't see that on like Law and Order SVU, you know. Yeah. 
they're always really great at what they're doing. Mm-hmm. Yeah, and clean, and everyone's digging it. And right. Anyway, so we see our Sony representatives here. God. <laughs> <laughs> why like, would they be ninjas? And why would she assume that they were, they were Sony? Like, that's because she's behind in her Sony payments. Yeah. Miss O'Neill. That's the part where really easy answer for that. (laughs) Yeah, the part where the part where that guy uh, you know mispronounces her name and can't say the L. Terry Boo Uh, English. Terry Boo. Yeah, yeah. That was that was definitely what they were what they were going for. And you know, this was like 1990. Um, This was at the height of like the sort of second you know it was a wave of yellow peril like japan is gonna they're gonna engage in trade war they're gonna take over the world you know their economy is so awesome oh my goodness they're gonna crush us and they're always better at this and you know they're better at electronics and then like marty mcfly all the best stuff is made in japan and (laughs) then like a year later their economy went (laughs) whatever I also like so, that that uh, April's first reaction to a bunch of ninjas meeting her on the subway platform oh is God. to laugh and crack jokes. Like that's such a New York thing. Yeah, <laughs> like his his like the like just looking at that guy's face in the last frame, like with the the weird like what are those nets like over the like fencing mask <laughs> nets over the eyes, like where you can see like his eyes like hugely widely open yeah. because he's trying to see through this stupid screen that's been put <laughs> over his face. And I'm just like, these are these are terrible. These are not these are not I mean yes, they're they're comic accurate, but oh my goodness, they look just ridiculous. Are, like if if you saw these if I saw these guys being completely colorblind, I would assume they were a poor man's blooman blue man group. <laughs> blooman group, blooman group, along the blooman group. That, that's how they, that's oh. how they get around the. That uh, sounds the like a pharmaceutical company. The blooman group, <laughs> blooman group, or a law bloomin office. Onion. <laughs> the blooming onion. <laughs> um. Oh. So okay, Mike, yeah. what's your guess? What? Sony product does she think she needs to pay for? Uh, well, since, since we've been talking about uh, you know the mom and pop television company, uh, I bet they haven't. They, I bet she thinks it's the camera payments. They're broadcasting <laughs> oh, okay. okay, and that would actually make sense to or her six hundred dollar collection for that. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> Was this was this before Rent a Center? <laughs> I don't know. I have no I idea. So. This is way before Hulk Hogan became a <laughs> spokesperson for Rent a Center. I'll tell you that much. Oh, poor Hulk. <laughs> Hulk Hogan was nice and comfortable when this movie came out. <laughs> he was totally safe. Yeah. Um. So she's just like uh, totally flippant, which is very in character for April, and. I sort of love this whole your mouth may bring you yet trouble line, which is the (laughs) last line uttered in this minute. Um, It's unfortunately, it's not musical. And I hate how it's delivered. Like, I love the line. I love this whole sequence of events that leads us into minute 21, which we'll get to next week. But I've just never been a fan of the way that the guy said it. And I think this, if they had chosen terrible to go accent. with not that accent, 
might have worked. It might have worked a little better. Just my thoughts. Mm-hmm. Also, um, does I mean like you can see like because his eye is so wide open, like how 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 he, like he's trying to see through the stupid thing. That guy, that guy's probably not Asian, is he? Doing the terrible accent. I, I would say he's probably pretty fairly white. <laughs> yeah. 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 Miss O'Neill. There, this scene was used. This scene was used in the trailer for the movie. And if you go on YouTube, and maybe we'll put a link in the notes for this. If you go on YouTube and you look up the original theatrical trailer, or if you have the DVD at home, it's usually on the DVD copies of the Blu-ray. This was a. I don't know if it was the original actor in the suit that did the line on the trailer, but it's a different voice in the movie than it is on the trailer. So I'm assuming that the voice we're hearing now is probably the post-production voice. Someone came in and re-recorded it, and the voice you heard in the trailer is probably the guy in the suit reading it. Mm. Either that or another person voiceover that they just didn't like. But it's it's very noticeably different, and it's worse. (laughs) Yeah. I kind of love um, early versions of trailers like that. Like, I have, or I used to have... Some Disney VHS, and there was a trailer for The Lion King with a different cut of the, what's the main song? Circle of Life. It was like a different version of that song. Very weird. Interesting. Mm-hmm. I do like the alternate, like or like when you see trailers that have like different scenes that have been cut from the, Rogue One did that. Rogue yeah. One had a bunch of stuff in the trailer that was, you know trimmed out of the film mm-hmm. wally is another one of those yeah the, the the trailer like almost tells a completely different story than the actual movie mm-hmm. wow interesting um well i think that kind of wraps up all that i had to say for this minute um mike what do we think minutes 16 to 20 what is what's your your final impression of this chunk of the movie or the movie as a whole uh, I, th- I think the uh the turtles and April O'Neil are gonna have some interesting times ahead. <laughs> they they seem that they they want to find her. We're about to you know, we're about to find out what happens. Yeah. So, Mike, when's the last time you saw this movie before you rewatched it preparing for this show? Let's see. Uh, sorry, I rewatched it uh, over the weekend, and before that, probably. 1994. <laughs> wow. wow. Whoa. Like, Holy cow. This is a real nostalgia trip for you then. <laughs> yeah, I so did not remember half of this or that it was in this movie and not one of the other movies. Like it was this was this was a real trip. Man, that's I I that blows my mind because I probably watched this movie at least twice a year. <laughs> um <laughs> so like I I guess what what is what is different from what you remember to like what you saw? Is there anything that jumped out at you specifically, like as like you know? Oh my god, I totally forgot that specific thing happened, or you know, anything like that? Uh, I I thought like I I thought uh, a lot of the stuff that happened in the beginning, uh, where Raph leaves and they've got the they, they have the fight and the initial. Um, you know, April, April scenes. I thought that was well into the movie. And I was shocked when all of this stuff came up with the, with the police chief. I, uh, in, in my memory of it, like this was, this was like the middle act and, you know, this is the beginning of the movie. 
I was like, oh, yeah. I, I thought there was more with the kids, uh, with with like the crime gang. I thought that was all in the beginning. Hmm. That actually doesn't so, it doesn't come into like almost way later too. It's like second yeah. act. So is it is it overall? What do you think? Like better than you remember it? Worse than you remember it? Uh, I've, I've, I've got to say it was. Uh, you know, I I I I think it I think it actually is better than I remembered it. I always sort of feel like that this movie you know, in, in the grouping of Ninja Turtle theatrical films, you know, you have this one, you have Secret of the Ooze, and then you have Turtles 3, which is the time travel one. I feel like this sort of, it's an instance where the first one gets sort of ruined by the uh, image that the other two project. So like when you, tricks. you exactly yeah. uh-huh. when you go back and take this one, I've always felt that like, this movie by itself is like the most perfect version of Ninja Turtles that you can probably get on screen. Um, it's definitely the best movie, in my opinion, that has come out in this franchise. Period. It's better than the sequels. It's better than the CGI one. It's way better than the Michael Bay ones. Um, and I would dare to say that it's better than most episodes of anything that they've ever put on TV. And it's better than a lot of the comic books, to be perfectly honest. Um, it's, it's a really good iteration in my humble opinion. And I just, my, one of my goals for this podcast is to sort of illustrate, you know, just like how much love and work went into this movie to make it the most perfect thing before it kind of got ruined by the silliness of the turtle phenomena that happened you know, and how Turtles 2 and Turtles 3 refle- reflected back onto this one. Um, go ahead. I, I, I really agree with that. Because uh, my I, I hadn't watched any of them in decades. And my my memory of like of of the turtle move the live action turtle movies is super goofy, like cowabunga all the time, like pizza jokes, and this was none of that. <laughs> like there's this was the, yeah. the right amount of getting to know the personality because that's part of the turtles, but it was kind of serious. You know, you take, you know, the 89 Batman movie with Michael Keaton and then you look at this and these might be the two movies that sort of start the whole dark and gritty trend in like popular cinema. That's a good point. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Um, all right, Mike, last question. This is the thing we're going to leave with your favorite turtle. Why? Donatello. Yes. Ah, good choice. <laughs> Donatello. Right. And uh, because? He does machines. <laughs> not, not so much in this movie. Um, but that, that was always, like, he, he good made answer. the turtle van and turtle, like, handheld. Uh, they could do every, like, handheld tricorders. Like, He's, he, did, he can do any turtle he, quarters. He knows code. Turtle quarters. Mm-hmm. He's sure. like the Q of the Ninja Turtle team. Yeah. All right. Well, guys, this is a fun week. Mikey, thanks for joining us so much. Uh, it was a pleasure having you on. And once again, you, we're going to check out uh, the, uh, oh my goodness, Return to Oz Minute, at Oz Minute on Twitter, uh, which you are hosting with Tyranny, who will be a future guest on this show. Uh, so we'll say hello to tyranny from you excellent it was- don't know why we're gonna do that you probably converse more than we do but uh 
Yeah, man, thanks for being on. We hope you had fun. And for the uh, rest of the crew here at Teenage Mutant Ninja Turtles Minute, we're going to bid you adieu. So, uh, adieu. Bye, everybody. Bye. 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 Cowbunga. <laughs>